Welcome to the family. You're amongst good people here. Salud, huh? Shelly was skimming from the business. So Caesar's Mafia, huh? We make our own choices. We pay our own prices. But I like you here. I want you to stay. I've been thinking about you all day. All night long, I listened to that sound. What sound? The sound of money. I want out. I can't do it alone. I have an idea how to make this work. Time! Go back and get ready. Take your time, make it real. I'll get the money. But if he sees you? Then I won't have a choice, will I? Go on in your life. You don't quit on me, Violet. I won't quit on you. You were nothing before you met me. You are as radiant as ever, Violet. What did she do to you? Everything you couldn't. Hello and welcome to 60 Minutes With, episode 111, I think. Um, I am Chris and I'm not joined by Dave this week. We're giving him the night off because he's getting on a bit and he's a bit senile and he's... he's (laughs) He's watching documentaries or some bullshit. I don't know. Fucking hell, he never stops watching bloody documentaries. Yeah. But but that means that I'm joined by the lovely Dina. I am lovely. You are very lovely. How are you? <laughs> I'm okay, thank you. I'm a bit Go- stressed out. Oh. Were you but, worried about talking to me? or? Yeah, because like, you're really famous. <laughs> yeah, right, okay. You're really famous and also really handsome. And I, I've heard that you can get your leg right up in the air so far <laughs> that the, the wind whistles straight up your arsehole. That, that is true. You've gone a bit West Country as well. I know. I, I don't know. I, I've been mostly Thomas Hardy today. Mm. I don't know why. All right, I'll just be normal. Got <laughs> a bit yokily. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why that. I My friend Diane, when we go anywhere which isn't very often we'll be talking to each other and after about 20 minutes we find that we're talking like that and like, i don't know why we've just always done it like where's all gummage well eh? no i think i like to think that i'm bathsheva everdeen uh, out of far from the madden crowd <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah okay shut up tina and get on with it, it are you usually been drinking when you start talking like this no or? Oh. no no, just one of those things. No, just one of those things. Stupid oh. women together. <laughs> women of a certain age. I, I couldn't possibly comment. I actually I followed one of your friends on Twitter the other day. I don't know yeah. why. I think yeah. you posted a picture up. You'd been to an evening out or something like that. And I mm. thought, I'll follow her. She's, you know, why not? Andrea? Possibly. Quite. I think that's it. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. I, the I don't knitting know she... wizard. The knitting wizard? Yes. What does she like to knit? She knits a lot all the time and she's really amazing at it as well. She, really? like her granddaughter, will say, Knit me a dog. And two minutes later, there's a dog knitted. She's incredible. She does she's... this thing called yarn bombs as well, where it's like ninja knitting. So you knit <laughs> flowers and flags and join them all together and hang them off trees and nobody knows who's, oh, shit. 
Mm. Nobody knows who does it, and now everybody knows. <laughs> it's Andrea. <laughs> yeah, she could she could knit me a mankini. Definitely. That's that could be good for a laugh. I think. She could. I don't know if she'd be able to get her hands on that much wool though. For your <laughs> enormous vast Schlong. pla placket packet even. Pla Placket. You like placket. Pla <laughs> I have to say as well, your messages crack me up. Um, this is a little insider. Uh, sorry, this is a movie show, by the way, but we haven't spoken for ages. We'll no, get to them we in a bit. Um, I do like your uh, your messages because it, it's either predictive text or <laughs> or your <laughs> fingers just aren't working. I have something on my phone called Swipe. So instead of going A B C D, you go A B C D like you sort of swipe your finger across. Yeah, I it do never, that. Too. Yeah, it never comes out right though. It's... Yeah, because the message you sent earlier on was just cooking the dinner, Chris. So hope, so should be okay for eight thirty. I hippie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the messages I've sent to friends that have gone, uh, you know, it said something like twat o'clock or. <laughs> What you know, but the thing is, normally they make some sort of sense, even though there's a really bad swear word in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, I've got in trouble with that. Dave thinks it's hilarious. I do too. I do. Too. <coughs> um, it's what makes you you. Oh, is it unique? <laughs> I am unique. Um, but uh, are you okay? It feels like it's been ages since. I know we've done like uh, entertainment shows, but mm. that's usually when Dave's been in the room, like a, a yeah. chaperone. Um, but uh, believe it or not, it was, I'm just looking here, the 13th of August 2016 when we last did a, a movie show. That Good was, Lord. And that was Brokeback Mountain. Do you remember that? <gasps> yes. I know. And, and we, were talk, we were talking about the gays and lots oh. of bumming up mountains and bumming up mountains that's yeah. i i actually have to say out of all the podcasts that i've done over the years that's my favorite podcast that i've ever done really ah mm. yeah not, not the sos shows that you do with dave no i'm normally i'm normally so pissed drunk when i yeah. do that because he he literally cannot get me to do it I don't oh, want yeah. to, I re genuinely, <laughs> genuinely do not want to do it. No. Are we talking about the podcast or something else? No, we're talking about the podcast, the oh, SOS okay. show. He's okay. old now. He's incapable of doing the other thing. <laughs> um, I'm looking for a young man. Mm, I mean, I Dave's 52, so that would be, what, 26-year-old? Two 26-year-olds, please. Greedy. Uh, well, I reckon I could cope. Uh, yeah, but... <laughs> but could they? There's the question. Dave wouldn't be in the room. <laughs> <laughs> it would be our little secret. Yes. What was I saying? Yeah. About, about yeah. it being your favourite podcast. Yeah, it's my favourite podcast. And I think about, you know, the, I, I don't think I've ever talked about a film uh, on a podcast to anybody. And had such a reaction and it's well it's down to you really because you're not afraid to show your emotions mm. which is a big plus for me no i, I do wear my heart on my sleeve yeah, usually which yeah. is uh yes um I've, i'm although i'm getting older i haven't turned into quite a hard and cynical bastard just yet <laughs> i'm getting there i'm getting there but you know um but uh, no this time round we talked about the gays last time mm. 
Um, but this time around, we're going to be talking about the lesbians. <laughs> the way you said that, like, <laughs> the lesbians. The lesbians. Yes, the lesbians. <laughs> um, but uh, there's obviously more to the film than than that. But no, no, not for you. There isn't. <laughs> no, no. There's uh, to be fair. There's only five minutes in this film because I fast forward through the rest of it. So. <laughs> Um, Come but, on, yeah. Chris! Don't reduce it to a bit of licking. Oh, a bit of fingering. Bit a bit of, of fingering. Finger, yeah, there is finger banking. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Do you want and me she, to leave the room just while and, you? Well, I, I was going to say, and she sniffs a finger, but she she doesn't quite. But she she's all she thinks about it. She thinks she that, does. She does mm. when she's sitting in the car, though, doesn't she? Oh, see, I, I didn't notice that. I noticed mm. that. Anyway, we'll get to all that stuff. So, um, yes, we, uh, we we are now back uh, because I've, I've kind of got a bit more time to myself. Uh, although I've got two children, we I've got a bit more time and I wanted to come back and we wanted to get these movie shows back up and running because I think they're really good when we do them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's we do. Nice. We, yeah, it's lovely. And it's it gives us a chance to have a chat without that the, they're all bastard in the room. <laughs> And, uh, you know, we can go into a bit of depth about films and stuff yeah. like that. So um, I, I can't remember. I think you picked Bound, didn't you? I can't, no, I, you I, did. Did I? All oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all the bloody hell. I say it's a long time ago now. Mm. But uh, it, we've been putting it off and putting it off. As I've been putting it off and putting it off. Um, it's just one of those things. And I have watched it now a few times, I must admit, over the past 18 months. Mm. Uh, but, but I watched it a couple of nights ago and it's fresh in my memory. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, I've been looking. I'm looking forward to to talking about it. Mm-hmm. And and there you go. So um, so you, when was the first time you watched Bound? Do you remember? I uh, in my previous relationship with my ex husband, mm-hmm. he wasn't particularly a film fan. I think I, I've talked about this before, um, and I used to either hire films this is when you could go to like the corner shop and hire a film for the night and i'd hire a film and watch it before he came home from work if i was home early because Mm -hmm. i was working as well yeah or um like i would buy it and hide it and watch it in segments and bound was a film that i can remember i was really really wanted to see it you couldn't hire it from anywhere because I live in a small village. So I bought it off, uh, do you remember Play.com? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When that first started, I bought it off Play. And I think it must have taken me something like three weeks to watch it. Because really? I'd, I'd have to watch like 20 minutes, eject it and hide it. Because he, he would go berserk if he knew I'd bought a film. Really? Oh, I was, yeah. I was gonna, if you didn't mind me asking, but what, why did you have to hide it? I mean, we can just be, you know, not okay. Fair enough. I understand not watching a film together because, like, I'm I'm like that with my wife, you know, because she's not into a lot of the stuff that I am. Um, but I suppose more convenient these days because I've got an, uh, you know, an iPad and I'll watch something on there while she's asleep or whatever. Um, but um, yeah, how come you had to hide it? Well, it, it wasn't the fact that well, of the film. It was a case of that I would have spent nine ninety nine of his inverted commas money that wow. should be spent on both of us or not at all. So you know, I, I can remember once I bought when Saw came out on DVD. 
I bought it because I really wanted to see it and he opened the packet he got to it before me oh my god I don't think I bought another film after it after something really? came out yeah he oh, really well. I had you know any films I had I used to have to hide blimey and now it's gone the opposite way I mean like Dave's <laughs> got 3,000 films and oh, a rest. whole room a whole room dedicated to bloody films and... I can't I, as I'm sitting in, it's rare that I ever sit in this room uh, because it, it's literally... It's full of stains and full smells. Of, and the sm it does smell a bit funny, actually. <laughs> Dave doesn't like me coming in here because I touch the films. Most, <laughs> of, you know, quite a lot of them are my films, but he doesn't like me touching the film. Mm. Have you been touching the films, he's Rambo, he's Rambo dollies. Well, I do quite a few naughty things with his Rambo dollies. <laughs> I make them shag Pippa. You don't know who Pippa is. I've who is who is Pippa? Princess say... Pippa. Little Pippa. Google Pippa dolls. Okay. And it, then... it, it, it did mention this in the last entertainment yes. show, but I'd never heard of Pippa. Yeah, when I was a little girl, Pippa dolls were all the rage. And when my mum had my sister, I'm 13 years older than my sister, she gave my sister all my dolls because I wouldn't want them anymore. And my sister pulled all their heads off, scribbled on them, buried them in the garden. Ooh. So when eBay sort of came around, I ended up buying my favourite Pippa dolls again as an adult, maybe sort of 10 years ago. And I did. <laughs> I do sort of go, hello, I'm Princess Pippa. You know, like boys do with Action Man, <laughs> with your eagle eyes. I do play with my dollies. Mm. I do. I like play. I've got a Maleficent dolly. I play with her every single day. Mm, do you? Uh, Pippa dollies, apparently, there's Jasmine, Gail and Penny. Oh, yes. Well, I've got Rosemary, who's got ginger hair, like I had. Yeah. Um, oh, God. See, you've put me on the spot now. Princess Pippa, that's the one that you need to look at because I have Princess Pippa in her green sparkly dress. Uh, see, I'm just looking at uh, Wikipedia now. P Pippa's three friends launched in 1972 were Marie, Tammy Marie. and Brit. Yes. yes, I've got Marie, Tammy and Brit and Princess and Pippa. Also, due to reflect Britain's increasingly diverse ethnic population, Pippa <laughs> <laughs> had a friend, an Asian friend named Jasmine... Yeah, and a, and a black friend named Mandy. Yeah, never had Mandy and I never had Jasmine. You racist. No, not me. I was only little. It was my mum. Blame her. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, going to say something then and I, I, luckily I didn't. I've got to behave myself. No. Who oh. do you think I am, Jerry? <laughs> well, this will probably be one of many mentions that Jerry will get uh, oh, yeah. on, on tonight's show. Um, so, yes, we're, we're talking about Bound from 1996, um, directed by the Wachowski brothers at the mm. time, um, who later went on to direct. Well, this is their directorial debut. Yeah. Um, and, and they went on to make The Matrix, and which was released in 1999. Um, I haven't seen The Matrix in a very long time, but remember no, seeing I it at haven't. the cinema and just being blown away yeah. by her. It was just amazing. Yeah. Just stuff I'd never seen before. Yeah. It was like that time when I saw Terminator 2 at the cinema and I thought, I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. It was just mind-blowing. Um, not, not just the visual effects, but the story as well. Just kind of yeah. really 
got me. I don't know. I don't know if it was a time in my life, you know, but it just it really did capture my imagination, and it was fucking huge, wasn't it? The the Matrix, you know. It's, mm. Yeah, I mean, the the big film that year was supposed to be the Phantom Menace, and that turned out to be a bloody wet fart. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the, I think the Matrix was, you know, I mean, 1999 fantastic year for films generally anyway mm. um she got fight club um did american beauty come out then or was that 2000 but anyway i digress so the wachowskis um mm. th- they've had an interesting life haven't they say haven't um, they I, I mean i i i um i've seen pictures of uh, because they were uh Lawrence Larry Wachowski and Andrew Andy Wachowski and then it was you know it's been in the media quite a lot that Larry transitioned to Lana that's Uh, right so Lana is the one that if you google them Lana is the the lady with the bright pink hair yes Uh, she's got groovy hair I also got dread, dreadlocks. Yeah, she's of. got dreadlocks, and I think I think it was late last year that it. Uh, actually, the Daily Mail, from what I've read, the Daily Mail contacted Andy Wachowski and said, "Look, we know that you're transitioning. Give us an interview, or we'll tell." And she just put her picture on. I think it was it may have been Instagram or Twitter, drinking a cup of tea with a wig on because she's as a man, she was bald. Um and just went, look, here's me. And fuck you, Daily Mail, you fucking bastard wankers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh I mean you know, when we do shows like this, I always try and do a little bit of research because I'm yeah. like, you know, I know so much inane shit anyway about film stars didn't know anything about them at all really there's nothing out there about their transitioning they've never given an interview as far as i know and i've looked um i think uh, lana won a, a, a humanitarian award a few years back and gave a speech a very animated speech it's on youtube didn't really talk about her transitioning what her life was like she just talked in broad strokes about how she shied away from media coverage it was a great speech but didn't really say anything and you know i thought after watching it i thought you know what both of you good for you girls fuck Mm. them it's got fuck all to do with anybody Uh, that being said Mm. yeah (laughs) sorry yeah no no go on no i totally agree with you but again the little the little uh little idiot in me comes out <laughs> you want to know whether or not they've still got a cock don't you you do don't you because that's what i thought as well <laughs> i have to say that lana yes is more just, attractive it, well i wouldn't go that far but um it, <laughs> <laughs> it, it look, looks better out of the two um yeah. uh, you know you could probably look you wouldn't look necessarily twice Shall we say? Yeah. Um, and I'm such a, a vain, you know, shallow person when it comes to stuff like that. But in some ways. But again, the little idiots coming out of me and stuff. No, so. it's no, no, it's it's an important thing. And again, I know that we're, you know, we, we're supposed to be talking about band, but I think this is relevant to their films as well. You know, their sexuality, their gender. You know, the fact that they're transgender as well. Of course, it's going to influence their output, isn't it? But 
from my experience, uh, where I live, there was a very famous um, trans lady. Uh, her name was Stephanie, really famous in Wales because she was the f I think she may have been the first person to pose naked in Britain as a woman. Oh. And before she transitioned, she was a balding bus millionaire businessman. And when she transitioned, she had loads and loads of body surgery, but not facial surgery. And I, when you look at pictures of Larry Wachowski compared to Lana Wachowski, and I think Lana is 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 a really attractive. I think that she is genuinely a really attractive woman. Mm. But looking at Caitlyn Jenner, when she was Bruce Jenner. She was like, you know, six, is she like six foot, Bruce Jenner's six foot three, big athletic gold uh, Olympic medal winner. Now, I know that when he transitioned to Caitlyn, he had facial feminine reconstructive surgery mm. to soften his facial features. And I think Lana has, I could be wrong. And it it wouldn't surprise me. I, yeah. I could be wrong, but I do think when you look at her face, you go, yeah, it's a woman. Mm, but when yeah. you look at Lily, who yeah. is and Andy, Lily is now, uh, she is as uh, she is now, you know, whether or not she's undergone that now, I don't know. But the last photo I saw of her, she was at an award ceremony, absolutely shitting herself. You can see it again. It's on YouTube and she's very still manly, no curves, no breasts. Her face is a, a man's face. Her Adam's apple is sticking out. You know, she's got a, a, a really bad wig on. And it and it's unfortunate, I think, for, for people who, who are transitioning to either sex, but maybe worse for men transitioning to women because they just don't know how to dress as a woman and they end up looking like, oh, what are they called? You know, men that dress up as women and sing Dolly Parton songs. Uh, not a cross-dresser. Um, uh, Entertainers. Uh, yes, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yes. I can't... Yeah. I, the uh, words drag, just drag, got... Drag yes, queen. they can. They tend yeah, to yeah. look sometimes like drag queens. Yeah. See, yeah. going back to this sort of like, I think they are quite guarded. I mean, when The Matrix mm. came out and exploded, yeah. they yeah. rarely gave interviews. And mm. some of the extras I remember watching on the, the DVD of that was... The one word answers almost you know they yeah. just didn't seem comfortable talking about you know being thrust into the limelight mm. sort of thing um but anyway you've obviously spoken very eloquently about the you know the the them their transition and the current position in life shall we say whereas in my head i looked at some pictures of them on, on youtube and i thought okay um you know lana not too bad not too bad <laughs> and then i looked if you go to imdb and look at a picture of lily yeah. all i could hear in the back of my head was dave and jerry going <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, well, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I think that Dave would definitely have sex with Lily. Well, let us know, Dave. If I, yeah. I mean, you probably won't listen to this, but Jerry probably will. Um, but there you go. Um, so they have had an, and they continue to have an interesting, like, interesting life. I mean, they're still yeah. involved the, uh, the the movie industry and and everything, but. Uh, yeah, they kind of went up their own arse with the Matrix. I have to say, the first one's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Then the second, yeah. the, the second and third one, just oh, I don't they know. Should, I think the Matrix is a standalone film for me, and I, I because I saw all three in the cinema, um, and I was a bit bored. I couldn't even tell you what the two and three. I couldn't tell you what the what 
what the story is. The Matrix, I can. Yeah. And they should have ended it there. But I suppose when you've got somebody going ka-ching, ka-ching. <laughs> yeah, Joel Silver, 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 uh, sort of like over your shoulder going, go on, make another one. Go yeah. on. Yeah. Oh, it wasn't a Weinstein production then. I, no, I don't think it was. Joel no? Silver. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. So there you go. But uh, anyway, go back back to Bound. Um, it stars um, Jennifer Tilly, uh, yes. Gina, Gina Gershon, uh, Joe Pantolano. Is that how you pronounce his surname? Joey Pants. Or, or Joey Pants, as I think he, he likes to be called, or a lot of people I've, call him. I've got the hots for him so bad. Really? <gasps> what? Joey Pants. Oh. Serious? I didn't really Serious. like Serious. I mean... Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> woof. Yeah. What is it about him? That, I, that, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. There's just something about him that makes me go... Because <laughs> he, he generally always plays like kind of shifty characters, yeah. doesn't he? Like, yeah. uh, you know, I, I remember, I think the first film I saw him in, because he's one of these actors. I mean, he's, he's very well known now, but yeah. he was he was kind of one of those actors that you pop up in lots of different mm. films and you think, I recognise him. Mm. And then he's, he's become as, like, you know, time's gone on more and more prominent. And uh, But Risky Business, um, he was in that. God, I've forgotten that. Yeah, yeah, and um, and then oh, the mean season with um, what's his uh, Kurt Russell, which is a great film. Oh, can't think of that. Is that an American football film? It, no, it's uh, 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 Kurt Russell's a reporter, and he gets a, a serial killer contacts him, and it leaves him clues, and it's it's kind of it's a it's a really good film. From, I can't uh, think that I've seen that. You know. Yeah. Uh, film that is he was in the goonies um, yeah of course the goonies yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. running scared which was yeah. another favorite oh i love that film yeah yeah um and and you know he's just been in lots of films he was in the sopranos like you know when that was on and everything uh, and i love the sopranos See, I kind of checked out The Sopranos when he came into it, but mm. does he play roughly a similar type of character, but probably mm. a bit more unhinged in The Sopranos mm. that he does in Bound? Like, he's, he's a gangster, isn't he? I think that, that's what it is, why I find him so attractive, because there's something quite perverse about him and almost diabolical. I just think he's he's, like, evil sexy. Yeah, he's. I mean, yeah. he could play. He can play. You know, uh, evil uh, yeah. quite quite well. I think. I mean, he was. Uh, I think he, he says himself that this is his favourite role or his best role. That oh, he's really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think but, it is. Um, I think he's also quite good in Memento as well. It's another you know yeah, kind of great film. Indie darling. Well, I say indie mm. darling, but you know, just a. Yeah. Although it wasn't a directorial debut from Christopher Nolan, it kind of felt like it was the film that kind of thrust him into the, the limelight a little bit mm. like like this, I guess, you know, that propelled him onto bigger, shall we say, better things, yeah, but, yeah. but whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, John Ryan as well pops up as a, a, a gangster who I always recognise from class of 1999. Got to get that in for Dave uh, <laughs> because that's a great film, that is. It's kind of like, it's a, it's a I think it was a in the 80s it was made in the 80s anyway and it's all about these robotic kind of teachers who are complete bastards to the kids and go off go crazy because yeah, you know school, schools you know it's kind of set in the future <clears throat> and the school kids have gone they're out of control so they bring these uh, and it's got uh, what's her name pam greer in it as well i was gonna say jermaine greer then but that... oh, it'd be good if jermaine greer was in it yeah, <laughs> yeah dave loves pam greer coffee yeah. coffee coffee 
Yeah, yeah. He loves Jack her. Brown. Yeah, mm. uh, and also uh, Christopher Maloney, who I like as well. He was in a TV series called Oz. I don't know if you've got a chance to watch that. No, I didn't know, but he's yeah, yeah. He's a, he's really brilliant in this film. Yeah, um, mm. he, obviously he's, he's in Law and Order Special Victims Unit, which pe- people probably remember. So um, those actors. I mean, what do you think about Jennifer Tilly and Gina Gershon and generally? I mean. <laughs> Did you have many thoughts about them? Or? Uh, well, Jennifer Tilly is, without a doubt, the sexiest woman on two legs. She is very sexy in this. She is just, I I think she's just the epitome of femininity and mm. sexiness uh, without being annoying. Because some women who are who actresses who portray sexy parts, so, uh, quite a few of them I find a bit annoying you know like oh fucking hell but you know like there's no backbone to them but jennifer tilly is i think she's a very underrated actor as well Mm. yeah i think she's rather typecast in a lot of ways as well about being that you know because she has that sort of marilyn monroe breathy voice doesn't she you know which she uses to great effect but i i she's got balls as well yeah. you know so i think she's a really great actress and um i think my favorite film that she's in she's got i'm pretty sure she's got a bit part in leaving las vegas i could be wrong but um she's in a woody allen film and i apologize for mentioning woody allen but why have you got to apologize for mentioning well woody you know it's i've read your reviews so i know i know where you go yeah with this, but... i got i have a problem with all that stuff about Woody Allen and his daughter because um, I I mean we're going off subject but um, with everything that's happened lately with Weinstein and the Me Too and the women being one and you know fuck you men and all that shit you know uh, I'm not putting it down you know it's very relevant Uh, I for the first time in my life can't make my mind up about something i i really like woody allen as a filmmaker i mean he's an oddball Mm. what happened with his his stepdaughter was wasn't right they've been married for 20 odd years and they've adopted more kids but his other adoptive daughter with mia farrow whose name is dylan farrow says that he sexually abused her when she was about eight Mm. And I can't get my head around the fact that she has never changed her story and will not say, no, I made it up. Or, well, you couldn't, could you? You'd have to keep going, wouldn't you? But I, I feel really torn by him saying, I didn't do it, and her saying, yes, she did. And I don't know who's telling the truth. And it bothers me hugely. Because mm, really? I make my mind up about things, and I think, right, I believe you, and you know, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I re- this is one thing that I really can't get my head round, and and it disturbs me. But um, yeah, so Jennifer Tilly is in a film called Bullets Over Broadway. If you can bear to watch a Woody Allen film, and again, even suggesting this, I don't even know if this is the right thing to do because it sits uneasy with me. Me suggesting. A Woody Allen film, but it is such a great film. And to me, she, she is great as Violet in Bound. 
but but her part in this film is just unsurpassed she's amazing in it i think she mm. got a, a nominated for an oscar in it as well I, again i could be wrong but mm. um yeah sorry to woody allen fans and sorry to people who really love woody allen but that's my personal feeling about it i always remember sleepers i love that film have you, yeah. have you seen that one um that's an early woody, woody oh woody the one where, yeah where he's a sex robot thing yeah yeah, yeah he sort of like he gets frozen doesn't Slides he in uh, that. Uh, is he in, uh, is he in that one or is he in bananas? There's the other one where oh, is it's it bananas. Of, oh, I, thought... I think it might be bananas. Yeah, yeah. The, but the sleepers is he gets frozen into the future and then yeah. he wakes up and he's just yeah and he um what's his name oh oh not Diane oh fucking hell yeah, anyway uh, uh, yeah uh, yeah the one who's, <laughs> the one who's always there with his she's stupid always, she... flappy trousers that don't fit her and a <laughs> New York accent yeah go on sorry. <laughs> Oh dear! But yeah, uh, yeah, so to, to bound. I mean, the, the the let's just have a little look at some of these critical. Uh, I, I always like to do this <laughs> on um, on Metacritic. It's got nineteen critics uh, reviewed it, and they've given it an average of sixty one percent. So let's go, mm. go to pick a few of these. Uh, so Chicago Sun Times uh, Roger Ebert says it's pure cinema spread over several genres. It's a caper movie, a gangster movie, a sex movie, and a slapstick comedy. There you go. A slapstick uh, comedy. I'm not okay. sure about that. It's got mm. some funny elements in it, but I wouldn't call it a slapstick comedy. Yeah. But um, Empire, Kim Newman, um, who knows his horror, lovingly designed in black and white and played with a nice sense of irony. This offers the not unappealing spectacle of gorgeous, funny, clever women making fools of hard boiled mafia guys. Mm. Mm, okay. Uh, a middling one. Let's have a little look. Uh, so, The Washington Post, like so many other Rob the Mob movies, the plan seems pretty far-fetched and the ending isn't much of a surprise but if you like your film sprinkled liberally with sex violence and humor then you're bound to like bound i like that's mm. what they did there. <laughs> and, uh, and then the, the last one which uh, this one's a pretty scathing one this is variety debuting writer directors larry and andy wachowski come off like cohen brother wannabes with no sense of humor Okay, yeah, I can see that you could compare it to an early Coen Brothers film, but I don't know about not having a sense of humour. That's a bit of a shit review, isn't it, really? It is a bit shit. Yeah. Um, speaking yeah. of reviews, go over to 60minutesweb.co.uk <laughs> for some amazing reviews. <laughs> uh, Yay! More, more in-depth than that, bollocks. Yeah. Um, so the, the actual sort of, I suppose, I'll, I'll read this from um, IMDb, the, the synopsis, shall we say. It says, Corky... Uh, that's Gina Gershon, um, a tough female ex-con and her lover, Violet, concoct a scheme to steal millions of stashed mob money and pin the blame on Violet's crooked boyfriend, Caesar. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what they've just said. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, so we'll go through some of the, the you know, the, the scenes of the film. I, I I, have, I probably won't go in as much depth as I have done in the past. Like people know, it's, it's an open. It's well, it's not even an open secret. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I used to write scripts and stuff like that because it's a way of me keeping to the plot and everything. So it's probably going to be, be a bit more free flowing, shall we say? Uh, I have made notes, uh, but not as many as I would have done before. So, is that oh my right? god, really? Does that mean and, I've got to like think? You've got to think, I know. What now? <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, but, but all I want to know is, mm. what what do you think of Gina Gershon's wife rinse? <laughs> That's the big, the biggest question. I've got oh, well, she's playing her Jew, her Jew's harp. Well, it's a Jaws harp, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that they were really horrible, and I hope that lesbian ladies don't wear pants like that. But then she just come out of prison, so maybe I don't know. What did you think of them? Did you think they were sexy? They didn't do anything for me. They didn't do anything for me either. Having said that, though, the one thing I do like about wife fronts is that there's a little hole in them that your little fingers can go and have a little squirrel around. (laughs) So maybe I like them more than, you know, hello, Gina Gershon, have a little feel up there. I've never worn wife fronts, I have to say. Even when I was a kid, it was just... uh, they that just I don't know they just seem like something out of the seventies kind of thing. Yeah, I can imagine I if you did wear them that you would actually. Would you pull your willy out of the top of your pants to do a wee, or would you poke it through the hole in the wife fronts and then like get wee wee on them as a small boy? Mm, I don't know mm, actually. I'd probably yeah. poke it through the hole because it'd be more fun. You would, wouldn't you? Because you'd, I would. Yeah, yeah, you would. <laughs> I definitely would. Oh, you definitely would. No, they didn't do anything for me at all. No. Actually, but... Gina Gershon doesn't really... Jennifer does something for me, but Gina is... I mean, she's really beautiful, but I, I think it's her teeth. I find them a bit scary. Yes, I totally agree. Because mm. I, I kind of... I must admit, I kind of uh, went the other way initially and thought... Gina Gershon, I prefer Gina Gershon um, to Jennifer Tilly, like mm. in, say, other films and things like that. Mm. Um, but I'm totally with you. Uh, Jennifer Tilly, um, I think she's definitely the more attractive of the two. And mm. I don't know if that's a, a thing that they like they did on purpose, because obviously, I'll say she, would you say Jennifer Tilly, so set the story up, she, she's... Um, goes out with uh, Joey Pants who's uh, this like mobster guy I'd say he's, he's not a, f- a full on mobster he's not like an enforcer he doesn't he's mind getting some, his ha- he's somebody who um, washes money for the mob isn't yeah. he he yeah. launders so like, money yeah I was going to say he's not afraid to get his hands dirty mm. you know but uh, you know kind of beating people up or whatever but he's more to do with the sort of like the accounting side of yeah. being in the mob i'd say yeah rather than say where christopher maloney he just happens to be the son of the mob boss who mm-hmm. uh you know he's a bit of a dipshit really isn't he? Yeah. And he you know uh so but so she kind of goes out with him and they're in an apartment next to uh gina gershon where she's just come out of prison and she's decorating it for some dude and um well, they one, get- one thing about the beginning of the film um because Gina Gershon's just come out of prison, hasn't she? And she, I mean, you've instantly see her. Did you look at her before, or, or did you sort of know that this had a lesbian relationship when you first saw the film, or did you look at Gina Gershon and go, "She looks like a dyke"? Yeah, I'd I'd heard about the film. Um, I, I I think I like you saw it on DVD. I wouldn't have seen it at the cinema that's for sure but i remember hearing about it in here and it was a good film and i think i probably watched it after i'd watched the matrix in fact i'm 99 percent certain that i did um because it's then i mean there's a question from gubbins on twitter uh which we'll answer a bit later on how the heck did this lead to the matrix and i think you can actually see quite a lot of the matrix in this film uh, but it's kind of i wanted to go back and see the Wachowski's first film to see where the the Matrix kind of you know where it all started for them, shall we say? Mm. Um, so, but 
Had you I, seen Showgirls before you no, saw No, I've that? not still I've not seen that. Yeah. You've it, never seen Showgirls. It, it doesn't and although there's lots of TNA in it and stuff like that, I've got to say, and, and it's Paul Verhoeven, who I do love as a director, you know, made some of my favourite films, but it just doesn't appeal to me because I, it's one of those films that it, there's, there's obviously it came out, I think 1990 was that, this, or there's so, or 92, there's so much being said about it that I, I'm just, and I've heard it's shit, you know, I've heard it's, it, so it's like, I can't even be bothered to watch it now. Well, Bound's uh, not 96, and it, I think Showgirls came out the year before, so it'd be 95, oh, it? yeah, yeah. Oh, there right, was literally okay. the film before, the film she made, before Bound, and you couldn't get right, yeah. 95, two yeah. completely different parts for yeah. Gina, yeah. which goes to show what, acting range she's got really because in in showgirls she plays this amazing dancer who's a real hard ass bitch who you know she's the star of the show and she's not going to give her place up for anybody and she's like powerful and sexy and she's also powerful and sexy in this film but in a completely different way yeah. um going back to showgirls though you know how how we watch films that are so bad they're good yeah this is so tacky and over the top you the bits that i mean there is a sex scene with um oh, kyle how, mclaughlin isn't it kyle mclaughlin yeah uh and what's her name elizabeth Berkeley. Berkeley. See, that's in, the thing. in a pool. Yeah. I've, see, this is the thing with these films, and this are the films that I've se- I've not seen, but I've read enough of or seen clips of mm. them that I feel like I've watched them. If that makes sense. Yeah. You believe me. You have to watch Showgirls. Okay. It's I'll like put- it's like you know there are some films that you have to watch like Showgirls, and Fatal Attraction. Oh, I've seen that. And, and, and Basic Instinct. And yeah. Basic Instinct. And, yeah. you know, those sort of, you know, uh, mid, early 90s. Um, yeah. Usually written by Joe Esterhaus and sort of, like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think uh, Jade was another one. Yeah, I was he... just going to say Jade is another yeah. one. Yeah. That's bad, though. Yes. Jade is just, it's, it's pretty boring, really. But it has got um, Linda Fiorentino in it, yeah. who's sexy as hell as well um i think but um but yeah so it kind of to answer your question i mean i've met a few lesbians in my time Mm. shall we say (laughs) and none of them have looked like gina gershon um i'll be perfectly honest with you uh so although she i suppose she plays i don't say she plays it like kind of like a man but Mm. she she's she does she's more she's not as feminine feminine as uh say um Jennifer Tilly, it, mm. it, but I don't know. What do you think? Is she, you know, she's not butch butch, or, or is she? I don't know. I didn't take away that she was like really kind of like you know really butch. Well, no, because we we because we live in Britain, we have that stereotype of a butch bull dyke, don't we? Where you the you know like overweight, shaved head totally unattractive and i do actually know a couple of lesbians that def really do look like that they really do you know they don't you know they just do i'm and i'm not being mean they do you know look like a 1970s version of of a lesbian you know even now um and i think that 
that Gina's character in Bound is a Hollywood version of that where she's still beautiful. But I do think that she's purposely trying to be manly. Uh, and the, the reason I think that more than anything is the way she walks. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Okay. yeah. But I mean, they first meet each other in, in the lift, don't they? And they're kind yeah. of checking each other out, staring yeah. at each other. And um, I think Gershon's trying to figure it out, like, because Tilly's, you know, with this bloke, and then mm. she hears them shagging, and, uh, you know, because the wall's quite thin, and, and uh, you know, everything else. And then Tilly comes around for a cup of coffee, doesn't she? And she's flirting like mad, I yeah. think it's fair to say, isn't she? And um, then. Later. It's interesting what she's wearing in that scene as well, because in the in the lift, they're all in the lift together and Jennifer's got a really tight 1940s dress on with her yeah. cleavage on show and she looks sexy and she's her makeup is always perfect in, in this film. And she always has uh, dark red nail varnish on, dark red lips, her hair's perfect. She always looks incredibly immaculate even while Gina Gershon's well corky just looks like she's just cleaned your toilet yeah which is really. a, a mechanic kind of thing you know but she's when, always got when Violet knocks next door because she knows that that corky is next door and she fancies her did you notice that she had jeans and a top on yes. and it's the only time she wears trousers in the film Yes. Because she's yeah. her true self when she knocks on that door. So do you think then that um, that Tilly's character is full-blown, is she like more lesbian or she uses the sort of like, basically, I think she describes it at one point, she uses sex to get what she wants mm. with men, you know. So do you think she's actually more uh, into women than she is blokes or is she Yeah, I think she's a... Uh, a complete lesbian and doesn't find men attractive at all and she more or less says it in the dialogue of the film yeah. uh, later on she's having a row with caesar and she says you know you use me and i used you and and you know and then she says to corky as well that she sees what she her relationship with caesar literally is there's no love there it, she she works for him Hmm. And that work is is like being his sort of wife, yeah. you know. But yeah, she's a com absolute lesbian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but later on, sh shortly after that, when they meet, they then meet again, and she pretends that she's lost an earring in the the sink, and then. Um, Corky goes round to to do the plumbing and everything. I have to say, I mean, because we're leading up to leading up to sort of like the sex scene, you know, it happens quite early, quite quickly mm -hmm. um, in the film. And I, I've got a couple of theories about that, but we'll come to that in a second. But this, to me, is probably more. It's hotter than this. The, the, don't get me wrong, the sex scene is fucking amazing, <laughs> but no, <laughs> well, I can't. You know, it is, but it's not gratuitous but anyway but the, the actual the the this the, this lead up to it hmm. to me is it's like the four plays in it and then That's, it's just yeah, yeah. you know it, it's to me more um you know exciting to watch because there's she's like kind of like on the floor you know she's messing with the sink whatever but tilly's standing right next to her and she's hmm. got like you know kind of her a stock fanny in her face she's literally she kind of practically yeah. sitting on her face isn't yeah, she kind yeah, of thing, you know literally. it's and, and it's like you know then 
they're sitting down. And you should probably also add as well that she's trying to get her earring out of the U-bend of the sink. And she, you see uh, from now on a lot of close-ups of Corky's hands. You yes. always see hands, hands, yes. hands gripping something, hands screwing something. She's screwing the U-bend and screwing it up. <laughs> and she sort of looks to one side and Jennifer Tilly's fanny is literally level with her mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, yeah. they're not, there's no um, sort of subtlety in the film. It's right there. It's like, yeah, go on, get your gob round this sort of thing. <laughs> it is though, isn't it? It's not like, you know, you're looking there and you're thinking, oh, the duality of them both. It's more like, it's it's quite raw, I think. Yeah. I mean... a- and there's a lot of water dripping. It's, you know, and she gets the earring out and it's it's wet and her hands are wet and her Pebble. lips are wet. <laughs> I think it's, I think that Bound is the moistest film I've ever seen. I th- You know, just in real life, as you're watching it, there's water everywhere, there's paint dripping, there's blood dripping, everything's dripping. And I think if this had been uh, uh, the same film but Corky really had have been played by a man, that wouldn't have happened. There wouldn't be the, the, the close-up on hands there wouldn't have been like maybe the fanny in the face may have happened, but d- did you notice how much wetness there is in it? Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm noticing it now actually. The more you talk about it, <laughs> but uh, it, I mean, it, yeah, it, it totally is. And I think it, it was mooted at one point that it was possibly going to be a male, you know, lead, mm. uh, and it was going to be one of those kind of films. And I think they also admit that they took some inspiration from, or they were big fans of. Um, Frank Miller, you know, and yeah, the Sin yeah. City. And yeah. You can totally see that oh, now. Yeah, now I yeah, know that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a Dame to Kill For and, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like you said, some of the shots in the film are really, really cool. Like, you know, this, like you said, the close-ups and, you know, but it's just this scene in particular, I think it just kind of, I found, like I said, the sex scene. It, it's not gratuitous, but mm. and it, but it is quite full on. It's quite, it's a really steamy sex scene. But there's the, it's the bit where Tilly's kind of talking about how she's got this tattoo on a boob and she's stroking mm. a boob, mm. and then invites Corky to stroke it, and then mm. it just, you know, they kind of start getting into it, and then. And then Joey walks into the room and ruins everything, you know. And it's like, but because it, he he thinks that as well, she's out, she's fucking a bloke. Yeah. Or she's about she's about to. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But then realizes that it's. Um, so it's okay because it's just a woman. Hey, yeah. it's a woman. Exactly. Because and he totally underestimates them in that respect. Then yeah. you know because uh, he he just doesn't see them. Well, it's, it's a woman, like you said. So there's there's no threat to him, and she wouldn't shag a woman because she's with him mm. and he's he's enough for her absolutely so but yeah that, i mean it, uh, that, uh, that whole that's you know that the, the way that sort of uh, i hate to go into it gratuitously but you know it kind of it, it, well you know uh, she's touching her in between her legs and mm. it's the way that she's gasping and everything i think mm. i was like wow this is like you it's know hot isn't it oh and she God. Has, they don't even kiss she she looks at Corky's. It, I think it starts off, doesn't it? But they're quite sitting quite close to each other, and Violet looks at Corky's tattoo, which is a labrys, which is a a double edged axe, sort of like something you'd play with on Skyrim, mm. or uh, or The Witcher, 
an axe and it's um it's hellenistic for um a, a goddess symbol which i didn't look i actually had to look it up i didn't know that uh what a labrys is and the, the axe is called a labrys um and it's been around for thousands of years and i mm. thought i thought it was really interesting because they i think later on in the film uh violet says that she knows what she is she doesn't need a tattoo so people can see it you know mm -hmm. so people know what she is she feels comfortable that she's gay and that she doesn't feel like she has to like wear jeans or you know have a tattoo saying look i'm gay yeah but corky does and yet corky you look at her and you think i think she might be gay you know i think she's probably yeah. gay yeah but you don't get that vibe or file it at all. Not at all. Do you? No, not, not, not at, at all. all. No. But but going back to the sex scene with it, where she's touching her boob and she's lit, you know she is just seducing her, and I think that's probably one of the hottest seductions ever put into film because mm. they don't kiss and and again you know Tilly's voice which changes throughout the film depending on who she's talking to if she's talking to a man without exception she sort of talks like betty boop doesn't she and her, she, her yeah. voice goes really like this and sort of like oh, i don't know what i'm gonna do oh my god but when she talks to corky she she still has that sort of quality to her voice but she talks normally to her yeah. Well, there's bits where she's actually where she's kind of almost lets her facade down, you know, mm. and she's like kind of talking to them like particularly like Caesar, um, like owning him. Like, you know, uh, there's a bit sort of later on in the film, which we'll get to where, he, you know, he basically she calls him a don't be a dipshit or whatever. Yeah. you know, Don't be stupid. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's like she's in charge now. It's really cool. I think she's really good in this, you know, generally speaking, you oh, know, yeah, she's great, all the way yeah. all the way through both of them are, you know, and, and Joey, you know. Uh, he's great but then you really get into so he get disturbs them and we, we actually get into the, the actual proper sex scene now i suppose now there's that said my theory about it is is that because I'd, although it is very hot you know not, not just this but the, the scene prior to this but i think perhaps the way that they they only really have you only see them have sex once and i think that's that's to the the, the uh the, the sort of like the positive positivity of the film to only do that they could have if it, like I said, if Joe Esterhaus or, or you know one of those kind of writers had had written this, there'd probably be a dozen or half a dozen sex scenes in it, wouldn't they? You know, yeah. But you only really see this one scene where the, the you know kind of together. I mean, they, mm. they you see the aftermath of one of the scenes, but mm. because I think you don't. <laughs> I, th I don't know if it would be too distracting if it was dotted with sex scenes constantly. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, although it, it features, it's kind of like, you know, there's a love s story between the two of them. Um, and obviously that, you know, like they said, they don't apologise for having sex. But it's kind of, uh, I'm glad that they didn't focus too much on that. And they actually mm. focus on the, the the film being a film about, you know, kind of. A, not a heist film but you know what i'm trying to say like yeah. it didn't yeah. it didn't detract away mm. um and i think it, the film's all the better for it in my opinion i don't know what you think but the, it, yeah. it is they're yeah. both naked and mm. you know it looks real to me mm. it's all it's all sweaty and fingers and you know kind of all this you know it kind but it it looks as if it, it's pr practically real apparently they drank quite a lot of tequila mm. um to <laughs> sort of get you know 
get it on, so to well, speak. Well, I know when they when they filmed it, um, it's uh, it's them in a car, and uh, Violet leans over and says, "You know, I'm sorry, I didn't do this before," and she kisses Corky, doesn't she? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the camera rises up from them in the car to them literally in one sweeping shot to them making love on the bed yeah and apparently the uh because the camera rotates around the bed the only way they could do that was by putting the camera on a dolly and pulling first one wall away while the camera went round, then putting it back, yeah. then pulling the other wall away, and then putting that back. So apparently, as they were making it, they're sort of, you know, in the throes of passion when all you could hear really was, right, put your fingers in there, kiss her, kiss her harder, <laughs> move the wall, move the wall. So it wasn't very, you know, passionate as they were acting. Uh, mm. One thing that I did think about when I rewatched it was I think if bound had been made today mm. that the sex scene probably would be um oral sex and i yes. think it would be yeah. a lot more um graphic mm. and not as sensual because it is it i think that it's as a sex scene it it is really it doesn't it even it doesn't make me go, oh, I like that. Because yeah. I look at it and I think, would would they, you know, I think they'd be like one of them had been munching on the other one because, you know. Um, <laughs> I actually have a funny story to tell you about that as well. But oh, I think yeah. <laughs> that I think it would be more graphic if it was made now. So I'm sort of glad that it's tamer because it is, I think it is very tame. It's mm. you don't really see anything. I think the the most sensual thing is when the camera concentrates on Corky's face Violet's finger is in Corky's mouth now that made me go oh that's oh I like that <laughs> I like that um and hit when she comes you can see her sort of like bite down and yes. then relax you know yeah. but I you know it's uh yeah I um I had friend uh <laughs> I won't say her name. I haven't seen her for a, a long, long time. We lost touch after I moved to America, so that is a long time. Uh, I only saw her once after I came back from America. And um, she was gay. And she was a lot older than me. And she moved to the town that uh, I went to secondary school in. And she was this amazing mystical hippie who owned a whole food shop and she was really, really old. Now, I was 15 and she was 28, mm. which is nothing. I thought she was like really old. And I, I don't know, you know, like my mum had got two other kids and she became like a big sister to me. Mm. She used to take me to gigs and she could drive and she there was never anything really, you know, funny between us until much later on. But uh, I can remember being in a pub with her. We'd been on a demonstration um, and I must have been maybe 19 or 20. And this woman came up to her and said, um, she was German. She said, so, she said, you're gay, right? <laughs> and she was really nice. Uh, I, I almost said her name then. <laughs> it's very <laughs> unlikely she would ever hear this. Um 
but I don't want to say her name. I'll no. call her Linda. So Linda said, she said, yes. She said, oh, she said, um, do you um, do you do sex then? Well, yes. She said, oh, <laughs> she said, uh, so what exactly do you do with the Mars bar? <laughs> what? So, so Linda, <laughs> her name isn't Linda, by the way, again, <laughs> said, what do you mean? that? Well, that's what the lesbians use, isn't it? The Mars bar. Or a boiled egg. <laughs> Not kidding. And we just sort of sat there and looked at her. At like, what are you mad? Because she was like a little old lady. And she, yeah, I mean, you know, so you don't... Other people, I think, wonder what lesbians do mm. when they have sex. With the boiled egg. With the boiled egg and a Mars bar. <laughs> It's a true story that is. I think about it. I, I actually go going. This is really funny as well. The same woman, the same night, uh, she came out of the toilet and she sits there and she goes, "Oh, she says I just been in the toilet." She said, "It's terrible the things that people write on the wall in the toilet." Yeah, we said, "Yeah, it's awful." Is it? Yeah, so I was trying to read it, didn't understand most of it. And she looked at me and she said, Tina, she said, what's a cunt, love? <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know. Oh, God, I just, I don't think I could speak for the, uh, you know, because after, you know, like L Linda had had a boiled egg and a Mars bar rammed up her fanny. She wanted to know what, <laughs> could I explain to her what a cunt was? <laughs> what's oh, a cunt, God. love? No. Yeah, I know. She really didn't know. Or... She really didn't know. She was like German, and she'd lived over in where she. It was. She has this real, really weird accent that was German Welsh. I was going to say you, you'd kind of sound a bit more Welsh with the, yeah, the, the yeah, just adding lived... Z. Yeah, under... Z. So what's a cunt, love? You know, if you like. <laughs> oh no! I think Louise probably took her round the back and showed her. <laughs> this is a cunt and this is a boiled egg now have a party <laughs> do you want a Mars bar that's for pudding <laughs> honestly a boiled egg oh, yeah boiled the, egg the, the yeah she must have thought well I, th I think there's that old story isn't there about the Rolling Stones and the Mars bar and Marianne Faithful okay. which may or may not be true but yeah I don't know people just sort of uh... so going back to the sex scene in Bound yes. in a way <laughs> There's in no boiled eggs or There's Mars no boiled bars eggs and there's no, like, there is pe penetration mm. uh, of fingers, which goes back to close-up of Corky's hands constantly. Her hands, yes. her wet hands, it's wet, it's dripping, they're sweating, the sweat's <laughs> dripping. Oh, God, it's so <laughs> wet. Oh, everything's wet. And th this is the... The lovely thing about Bound, watching it as a woman, is that it's such a wet, moist film. I'm going to be saying that all the way through. Get used to it. Could you? I was going to say, could you say wet a few more times, wet, just just for my wet, my benefit? Moist drippiness. <laughs> I thought women hated the word moist. Why? That's just that. Kay. She's not. She she's your wife. She loves it, really, in secret. She just mm. makes you believe that she doesn't. 
she we were because we watched it once when we were on holiday last year because yeah. we were going to do this like last year mm. and then um we watched it again last night and mm. well say we watched it she she watched some of it and then like she was more interested in the sex scenes i think than she was the actual rest of the mm. film but Aye. But it didn't have the same effect that Secretary did, I'm afraid to say. No, Which, if you remember the story about Secretary, we watched that and then yeah. it, we, we had a good night together. That was what lovely. Hey? What? What do you mean? Like she made a mean? cake or something? <laughs> yeah, a moist cake, yes. A moist cake, chocolate moist cake. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, I'm glad that they kind of, they, they, it's in there, you know what I mean? It's, and it's great, and it does. Mm. It kind of helps build up the characters, you know. And but it also it doesn't detract away from the rest of the film. Then do you know what I mean? Because it's yeah. like I said, it's just it's then it's done. Let's move on mm. to the the plot, if you like. Mm. I suppose the main plot point is that now Gershon sees this bloke going into the apartment. He hears uh, him and Tilly having sex. They have an argument about it, you know, and. Uh, you kind of think well where's this going and she explains well it's just it's basically it's just business i'm shagging these blokes but it's just business it's it it means nothing to me i think when they get over that kind of when she explains that to corky and they get over that hump i don't think they do i don't think corky really i think one of the central things in this film that again this is just could just be me yeah before i'd seen the film you know so obviously you know you know we both know what happens in it yeah but i can distinctly remember when i watched it i thought that uh violet would run away and dump it all on corky oh yeah it was in the back of my mind because well there's a bit in the film where they could kind of both do that couldn't they Mm. you know but i never uh, thought that corky would but i thought that violet would I thought, I mean, yeah, it set up the violets more of the femme fatale, you know, mm. and she is she using Corky? I mean, that would have been a hell of a plot twist. Is she using Corky to mm. steal this money and then basically run away, um, you know, and, and bag the two million, that kind of thing. Mm. So, but yeah, that's, that, that is always in the back of your mind, I guess, you know, um, up to well, a point. Well, a similar film to that, when you mentioned Linda Fiorentino, uh, she's in a in a really amazing film called The Last Seduction. Yes, yes, which is yes. A, is a sort of sort of a similar story, a little bit same feel, where she's a femme fatale, and all the way through you're thinking, is she? Is she bad? Mm. Is she bad? Is she bad? And I won't say anything, but I will say, you know, if you haven't seen this film. Uh, the last seduction please watch it it's it's a corker yeah i think they mm. came out roughly around the same time didn't they this and yeah, the last yeah yeah i'm not sure what year last seduction is i know that it was uh re-released on blu-ray last year because i don't think i reviewed it but i could, i bought it on blu-ray yeah 94 that came was out that, yeah, so yeah. yeah um but yeah so uh, then um Gershon sort of like sees this guy that she saw go into the apartment and have sex with Violet and uh, Maloney now he's bringing this bloke in and they start torturing him and she's listening you know from the other side of the wall and again yeah it's I mean it's pretty brutal oh the torture scene yeah it's horrible you know oh yes I have to mention that one of Dave's friends is in this film no way yes um in the torture scene in the 
left hand corner is a big dude with kind of googie eyes and his name is Peter Spellos and he's oh, been in yes. quite a lot of films. He, uh, Dave interviewed him, didn't he? Dave interviewed him, yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's been yeah, well, I couldn't reel them off, but he's, he always plays like big dudes, hard men, henchmen in films. That's right, because yeah. he's more, you see more of him in the, sort of like later on in the film. Yeah, where, you do, don't you? Near the uh, end, really. Yeah, yeah, he's there mm. with John Ryan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow, gosh, I didn't realise it was him yeah, until yeah. bloody hell, I mm. imagine that. But then they start torturing him because he's stolen some money and... Um, it's I discover it's two million dollars and this is now one of my well there's lots of my favorite scenes in the film but i think i love the way that when some the people explain what they're going to do but then actually you actually see it happening and they're, yeah. they're doing it as well um i should say the very opening of the film opens with corky tied up mm. and you're not sure how she gets there and then so it kind of flashes back to this whole thing which immediately grabs you i mean I, you know kind of did me think well how the fucking hell did she get into mm -hmm. this and then it kind of stopped but i love the way that it, it's he it, it, joey comes home with a bag full of um, bloody money and then um gershon agrees to help um Tilly steal this two million dollars, and it's a brilliant scene where you see him like hanging up all the bills, ironing them, you know, and he's doing it. It's really meticulous about it, you know what I mean? And and how he's laundering the money, and how they're planning to steal it and set up Caesar, and it, it's just a fantastic scene. I mean, I don't know about you, think just the way it all plays out. I think it's well, great. I I really like the torture scene. Oh. As well, I I think the the way that the um because they is he an accountant the, the man they take him into Caesar and and Violet's bathroom. Violet knows what's going to happen and she's yeah. sort of like backing away from it and she doesn't see any of it, but she hears it all. But Corky hears it all as well because she's working in yeah. the next flat like fixing the loo yeah. and she sort of i can remember a bit where she looks up and the toilet water is shaking because in the next apartment caesar is banging this bloke's head in the toilet and all you see is blood splattering yeah. everywhere yeah. and then there's an, an infamous bit uh where they cut his one of his fingers off that's right yeah, and it yeah. was cut out of the british version and i think it's only been put back in to the arrow release of bound okay um, it was cut over here uh it wasn't cut in america i don't think it was cut in europe either um which which sort of plays into something that happens to violet later on in the film and makes a scene where she might be having her finger cut off a bit more hard hitting because you see this this guy's finger just plop on the floor because they <laughs> yeah. really they go you're gonna, gonna tell us okay i cut your finger off yeah i'll give uh, you 10 chances yeah to tell me where the money is yeah um but, but it's yeah. a very white bathroom with blood splatters everywhere yeah yeah it is very stark, yeah, yes. definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is quite quite brutal like, watching it. Um, but yeah, and then it just like like I said, kind of they're explaining how they're going to steal this money. So basically, they're saying that they're going to um, set up uh, that Maloney, uh, Joe, what's his name? Um, what's his oh, name? Oh, Gino. Oh God, G Gino's son. Uh, John, is it Johnny Marzoni? Johnny, Johnny, that's it. Yeah, they're going to set sort of like sow the seeds that that Johnny stole of the money, um, 
and then because uh, th- at this point in time um, Gershon's already taken the money and she's got it in her apartment so he opens up the case checks the case and uh, he, he starts losing his shit and mm. you know he, he's real because the, the, the gangsters the, the boss the head mafia boss whatever he's going to come to the apartment and get the money he's on his way the money's not there and he's shitting himself mm-hmm. thinking oh fucking hell what the hell am i going to do and it's just there's another it's just a great scene because like gershon's kind of staring at the money in her apartment whilst she's listening to joey shouting about where's the fucking money mm-hmm. you know what i mean and mm-hmm. it's it's just cool you know how it all plays out um yeah it's good it's good this bit as well because um he opens the case and and uh, Corky's put newspapers in the case that, yes. that Violet has left there. They've planned it all really well, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, so he opens it and he sees all these newspapers and he goes all dizzy, doesn't he? Yes, yes, he uh, does. And I think yeah. he must have a camera attached to him, maybe round his waist, yeah. with a camera pointing at his face because he's sort of stumbling about the room. And the room's going round and round, but yeah, it's static yeah, yeah. on him. So yeah. that's uh, and I actually thought, thought, oh, poor Joey Pants, what's he going to do now? Because you do feel a bit, even though he's a complete murdering bastard who's really horrible. Did you feel a bit like, oh no, what's he going to do now? Oh, poor Joey, what? Oh dear. Yeah, no, I do. I do. I think it's it's credit to him. I mean, he, like I said, he plays a bit of a dick, but at the same mm. time, you think. Oh fuck me! You know, it, it, well, what's that, what's he going to do now? Because they expect yeah. him to run. I think their their plan is that he, he's going to run from yeah. the mob, but he chooses not to, and he's got other ideas. And he says that right, I'm going to get the money back from Johnny, um, and that's where the, their plan starts to go a little bit tits up. Mm. Um, because at that point, Tilly tries to leave, but she, but Joey won't let her because mm. he then starts because although he's an arsehole, he's very clever as well, isn't he? You know, he's very. He, he thinks on his feet quite quickly because he then starts to suspect he's got no evidence of this, you know, but he, I think he actually starts to suspect that she may well be involved. But like, because he said, you know, I've seen the way that Johnny looks at you and mm. uh, he's very suspicious of everybody, isn't he? Um, Joey, Joey's character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, um, it's not surprising really though, is it? He prob- she probably has possibly had sex with all of them. Yes. Yeah. To yeah. To get definitely. something out of them, because it's well, a job, isn't it? So. Well, the, yeah, and they all they all fancy her. I mean, yeah. um, what's his name? The old bloke, uh, mm. John Ryan's character. Yeah, he's yeah. infatuated with her, isn't yeah, he? You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, which I think is a nice little touch. Mm. Um, and yeah, so then they're all coming up the stairs. Johnny, the mobsters, and. Um, you know, they ask for the money. They're having a drink together. Uh, just prior to this, Joey punches. Uh, Johnny, but you don't see this. It's mm. kind of just explained that when Johnny kills um, Shelley, the accountant bloke, because uh, the money gets covered in blood, and then so does Joey. He, he, he loses it and he punches Johnny, and he's got like a you know a plaster on his nose, whatever. Mm. So they kind of like they're just talking shit, and and the the Don, you know, there's sort of like you know the main man, he's getting them to. to play nice and whatever but johnny's not having any of this is he no. and he starts taunting um joey and uh, I, th- then... I think this scene in particular you can see a lot of where the sopranos got their feel from 
Yes. Because uh, yeah. it really, this particular scene where, because the, the Don is in the middle, Caesar's on one side, and his son, Joe, Johnny's on the other. And as he's saying, looking at Caesar and going, you know, behave yourself, Johnny's looking at Caesar and pulling faces, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, fuck you, oh, he's my dad. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, like a dickhead, like a man would be. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'd do yeah, that. Definitely. yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing about this as well is just another little cool scene is that when they're talking about the money, you see Gershon put the money in a uh, bucket full of paint. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, because it's, it's always there. It's always a little reminder about what's going on. Mm. But to me then now, this is kind of so the shit's about to hit the fan and it, it, um, Joey pulls a gun out. And he points it at the mob boss and the mob boss tries to sort of like reason with him. But it, it it's like it, it. this is now a precursor for bullet time from the Matrix mm. f- to me. And I remember watching this scene thinking, you know, because I'd obviously I'd seen the Matrix at this point uh, and thinking, so that's where they got it from. You know, because mm. it, it's it kind mm. of it all goes in. He shoots him as a close up of the gun. He shoots him and it's. Um, it then the ca- everything just seems to go into slow motion, doesn't it? Mm. You know, and then the camera sort of like spins around the back of his head, and then he shoots the other uh, bodyguard, and then he shoots um, Johnny, and it's a great scene. I mean, it's mm. the way it's pulled off. It's quite. It's, it all happens really quickly as well. Yeah, doesn't yeah. It? Because he's sort of pressured, uh, Caesar's pressured. Uh, and you don't think that he's gonna he's gonna shoot Gino Marzoni because he is the big mob boss, and he knows that if he shoots him, he's a dead man. But he just pushes him and pushes him, and in the end, he just shoots him, doesn't he? But I think he, he, he realizes falls backwards, and yeah. and uh, it's sort of like the that scene in Nosferatu. You know what the nineteen twenties Nosferatu, the black and white one. Yes, with yeah, Max yeah, Shrek, yeah. how yeah. he he just come, stands straight up out of a coffin. Yes. it's like that in reverse, isn't it? Where he go, he hits the floor, but straight down. So he must be on some sort of plank. There's got to be something there because yeah. the way the yeah. way that it's it, it kind of it, it's it again it reminded me a little bit of the Jaws scene. You know, the camera sort of like comes come in mm. and out. You know, that yeah. famous scene yeah. Yeah. because it's the way that it's done again is just it's almost like you're following him fall to the floor yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. it's really yeah. well done. You know, it's really well done, but it's it's really alien as well and almost like it doesn't really belong in the film and i know that you know there's like a lot of shadows in this film you know and and lots of negative space as well like um for instance you know you'll see violet on the phone with her back to the camera and she'll take up a a fraction of the screen while the rest of the the picture is a bare wall uh, and it's very noirish it really oh, yeah. harks back to all those film noirs of the of the 1950s but this particular bit is just so weird where he goes he falls backwards because he's been shot because he goes straight down it's almost like it's genius because it doesn't belong Mm. it's too weird yeah and i yeah. love it yeah. yeah 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 but i it know is... what, i know what you mean about bullet time that wasn't wasn't so much the shooting of him that made me think of it but rather the when caesar's after he shot 
Gino. He's sort of dazed, isn't he? And yeah, it, Johnny yeah. shoots at uh, Caesar and hits the the painting by Be his face. By his head, yeah. But it's, yeah. you can tell that that shot... Um, is slowed down to be speeded up because you can actually see the bullet. Did you notice that? I didn't notice the bullet. I have to you say, wow, see that's the bullet. really cool. Yeah, you yeah. can see the bullet, yeah. yeah. And that oh, made me think, bullet time. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Mm. Um, but it is, it's cool. So, you know, it all kicks off and then, but there's, um, so th this kind of like now moves on to his plan is to get the money back and to pretend that they never turned up. Yeah. basically i mean he's kind of he's clutching at straws really but that's kind of his plan but the police turn up and almost you know put the uh a spanner in the works they check out the apartment and he's put he's put all the bodies in the bath and they but you know typically they one of them asks to go for a piss <laughs> uh, so again there's there's so much tension in the scene you know and, and and throughout really now from now on in there's loads of tension um and they leave. So this is Tilly and Joey, and they go to uh, Johnny's apartment to try and look for the money. Mm. And Tilly knows that it's not there, mm. um, which again, you know, kind of made you feel a little bit for for mm. Joey. Yeah. You're thinking he's searching for something that he's never going to find. Mm. You know, even though he's just shot and killed three people. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. But yeah. you still have that little bit of sympathy for him because you know they're, they're stringing him along, aren't mm. they? Yeah. Um, but but there's now to me, and we talked about this earlier on. But there's kind of a little bit of a suggestion: is Gershon is she going to leave with the money while mm. Tilly's not there? That's kind of plays in the back of your mind as well. So that's something else that's kind of cool. I thought. Um, and then Joey phone. He's at Johnny's apartment, and he phones up uh, John Ryan, and he, you know, he's basically saying, "Look, the other the other mobsters didn't turn up." Um, and then they go back to the apartment, and um, Tilly. I think at this point, it's not a conversation that you're aware of, but she's probably she convinced Joey to just run and leave. So you're kind of thinking, okay, they've got away with it now, because. Mm. That's kind of what the, what I picked up on that, that she's thinking. Okay, all the way on the, in the way back in the car, um, she's probably been saying, "Look, we need to run. You need to yeah. run. You, you need to go. There's not the, the money's not there. It, the, you're going to get caught sooner or later." But at, she calls Gershon, and this is where it all kind of falls apart yeah. because Joey discovers her on the phone mm. and discovers where the phone is, and it's next door, and um, and it all kind of goes tits up at this point, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. um, to put it well the, the technical <laughs> term <laughs> yeah yeah because caesar knows what's going on now he twigs it and then because like he then pins tilly to the floor and, mm. and gershon can hear them screaming so she breaks into the apartment and then he, he gets the drop on her and knocks her out and he doesn't um, guess though he doesn't guess that it's corky until no. she's actually standing in front of him yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he still quite can't believe it that, um, yeah. you know, and a woman has got got one on it over him kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. You know, that's, again, what I, what I got from it. Um, but it, again, it's another great scene because they're now tied up and um, Tilly's changed to sort of uh, demeanour towards him, you know, the way she speaks to mm. him and, and it, it's... It's a really kind of cool switch, you know, how, how she kind of, she shows the real her now, I think, mm, at this point yeah, to it, doesn't yeah. she? And She's he, not I, all breathing. 
yeah. like she is when she answers the, it's so funny when she answers the door to the policeman and she's sort of blinking a lot when the policemen turn up at the apartment when the bodies are still in the bathtub yeah and she opens the door you know she opens the door and she's very much like it's and and that is that and when she's on the phone to um mickey malonato is his name uh john ryan's character yeah. and she she's sort of talking to corky like this and she's got a phone john ryan up and then she turns into violet again <laughs> you know so so seeing this bit where at last caesar sees the real her as well where she doesn't give a fuck and you can fuck off <laughs> yeah you know that's quite yeah it's good that you get to see that she's a true self in front of him just before the end of the film yeah and, and this is kind of where the film starts you know because uh gershon's kind of tied up and um he, he goes Did you forget? This... i've completely forgotten about it about the oh. beginning of the film as i was watching it and god knows how many times i've seen it but the last time i watched it which was this morning i thought oh yeah i forgot the film starts with her tied up in the wardrobe i yeah, completely yeah. forgotten that, it, that we're seeing it in flashback that's right yeah and, mm. and that's kind of that's, i did you know and it uh, again i like that kind of the way that films do that sometimes they start you know and it, it's a bit of a flashback and then it just brings you right back up to date sort of like you know halfway through the film and this, the film itself is an hour and 48 minutes long i think something yeah. like, but it never feels like no, it, it doesn't it just feel like a fly, long film, it flies by for me do you yeah, know what i mean yeah. um but he, they, he does the thing that he, he, you know, they did to Shelley, and he goes to cut her fingers off. And again, this because you know what you've, you've seen what happens, you know, when it, like mm. he chops fingers off somebody's finger off with the what they like rose pruners or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Uh, and you think, oh fuck it, because like you know, it, oh, you, it is. It, you, he's capable of it, and he will do it. That's what uh, you think. Oh my God, he's going to cut Violet's thumb off. Yeah, it's a tough watch, you know. Mm. Um, and then, but the, the mobsters, the, you know, turn up. Uh, John Ryan's character, uh, Mickey, and um, and old Pete Spellios or Spellos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so they kind of disrupt it, you know. And at this point, um, he's got to work with um, with Violet because mm. she could ruin well say ruin everything for him she could basically tell them everything that's happened and it'll turn into a bloodbath and whatever um so again he's got to work with her but he kind of has the upper hand on her at, at the beginning and puts her in the, the bathroom with the bodies mm. but then she has the upper hand on him um because at one point he's thinking oh, i might have to kill these two as mm. well yeah. Um, because and again, there's a great scene where they're talking to him and they're about they're trying to open the case, um, you know, or, or, you know, and they're about to open the case, and then he closes his eyes and that they, what they're saying it's all echoey, you yeah. know, the, the audio is like really echoey, like he's kind of not really listening, and I think it's a really great way of kind of just kind of describing what's going on in his head right mm. now. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool how they do that. But Tilly phones up and saves the day, you know, because there's a phone in the bathroom and he picks it up and basically says, right, you idiot, listen to me. I'll and um, do everything I'll tell you. Otherwise, I'll come out and tell them what you've done. And um, and she's cool. She's really cool on the phone. Like she's called, you know, calling him names and whatever, mm. isn't she? And, yeah. And, 
yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, they leave and then um, he pulls the gun on Tilly and he's got the upper hand at this point. Um, but And they go and look in for the money in Gershon's apartment and she wakes up and um, he spills the paint and finds the money. But then she runs off, Tilly runs off and he chases after her. And <laughs> Violet! Violet <laughs> down the stairs. Violet! Like she's going to stop and go, I'm OK, I'm coming back. <laughs> yeah. Are you thinking... And now somebody somebody obviously called the police because they yeah. saying that they heard gunshots and he plays it off by I think it's Night of the Living Dead he puts the, that's on the TV but anyway yeah, it is it is he, Night of the Living Dead yeah he he plays it off by saying he's got a, a bat, he's got he's deaf you know yeah. Yeah. and and he can't hear the TV and that's where the gunshots just so happens that there were gunshots on the TV I mean you know <laughs> but um, you're thinking. Why the fuck is everyone else in this apartment? You yeah, know what I mean? You'd yeah. think somebody would come out of their apartment and, and no, have a look. No, you wouldn't. If you knew that he had something to do with the mafia, you wouldn't come out, no, would you? True. Yeah, no, you'd stay in. Good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so they're, they're, they're running around the stairs. She goes the back The Hitchcockian up. stairs. Yes. Did yeah. you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. She, yeah. she double, doubles back on him yeah. and goes back up the lift and he's like, oh, cause he, you know, he's going, oh, fucking hell, I've got to run up all these stairs again. Um, and then uh, she calls the the, uh, the the mobster back um, in the phone, uh, Mickey's character, and saying, oh, you know, basically, he, Joey made me do it all. You know, he, he did he, he was, it. Do it in the voice. I can't do it in the voice. Oh my do god! You, you... Oh my god! Oh my god! Mickey, he made me do it. <laughs> he made me. He ma- I have to go. He's coming. But then she's cool as a fucking cucumber, yeah, isn't she? She is. She's brilliant oh, in I that. Love her. Oh, it's so good because, like you say, she does all this playing the victim, and then, like, really, she's totally in charge, mm, you know, yeah. and almost like smiling at the camera, you know, because, like, oh, you, you kind of th- really pulling for her now you know because mm. she's she's totally in charge she's got of nothing to lose though is she she doesn't yeah. do it he's gonna kill her yeah but i've got one question which i only thought about earlier on mm. it, uh, but it, I'll, I'll ask you this later on but joey runs into the apartment where the money is but it's gone and gershon tricks him because like she's taken her boots off and pretends that her footprints are in another room and whereas actually she's behind him and she goes to hit him they have a fight but then tilly comes in with a gun and he, he doesn't think that she's got the balls to do it. Mm. And, and he totally, again, underestimates her because she shoots him down dead. And I love this because it's like his red, you know, his blood mixes with the white paint. Mm. And again, the final, I, it only occurred to me because I was looking at IMDb, looking at the trivia. And I don't think it mentions this, but I know he's, he's bald as a coot in mm. real life, isn't he? Yeah. But he's the sort of like the, the last scene of him is him lying you know, um, on his back. His wigger, and it's his wig. It is yeah. a wig, isn't it? Yeah, it's not, yeah. it's uh, so he he actually. It's not just uh, uh, the, the character. It is the character. It's not just yeah. the actor kind of thing. Is that right? Yeah, I- yeah. I th- yeah, it's like the final insult, really, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. 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 That he said, and you can see that he's bald. Is yeah. He's got yeah. A, a really shitty wig. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's yeah. cool. I'm glad yeah. that's just not just me yeah. then. Yeah. Um. And then, and then it kind of it wraps up. Um, you know, Mickey, who's totally infatuated with Tilly, pretty much believes everything that she says and believes that um, that he has run with the money. Mm-hmm. 
and he says, I'll find him, you know, you know, I swear to God, whatever. And he's on a wild goose chase. And again, she's kind of sent somebody else on a wild goose goose chase, mm. you know, and and you're thinking, oh, he's going to be looking for, for Joey for, for the rest of his days and never going to find him. But then it kind of occurs to me. So this mm. is the question I've got to ask. Yeah. If she phoned up Mickey in the lift and mm. they couldn't have been that far away because he only left about 10 minutes prior to them having this whole scene where she escapes and runs away and everything else mm. where what, what would have played out next is that he would have come back mickey mm. would have come back to the apartment what what would have happened next would she have just explained that well joe uh, uh, he's run or because the, i don't know the, the the body was in the, the room next door maybe well, yeah, I mean, that's just speculation on our part. But maybe as a woman, I would say that if he came back, I'd just make sure that the, the apartment door was unlocked so we could go into it. But of course, Caesar and Violet aren't there, are they? So maybe she would get in touch with him like later on that night and say, oh, he kept me hostage and whatever there was a way out of it wasn't there she definitely wouldn't have been there waiting for him or, or maybe she would maybe she well, would have gone back and i'm just thinking because maybe should have led him to the three bodies and saying he did this yeah of course yeah he and did then that, yeah, yeah. you know he ran mm. um because yeah. he wouldn't I, I mean he wouldn't see him would he because he Mickey wouldn't have seen Caesar's dead body because he was yeah. in the next flat. Next so, room. Yeah, 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 true. So they must have uh. chopped him up and got <laughs> rid of him. Because <laughs> it kind of like, again, it kind of flashes forward a little bit because you see the apartment looks as if it's been freshly decorated at that yeah. point, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. it's just brilliant white, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, uh, like I said, Mickey kind of believes everything that Tilly says and he goes off Um and you can do well he, he pretty much plainly offers to for her to go with him now but she says no she needs to get away and and whatever and again just does that brilliant femme fatale thing because as soon as he drives off she plays the victim but then she smiles like mm. you know i've yeah. fooled you all i've fooled you mm. um and then gershon and tilly leaving the brand new truck yeah and, yeah uh with she's a lady playing yeah by Tom Jones. Yeah, great um, song. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what, what do you think then of, uh, of it? I, I assume you really like the film. Um, yeah, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a really brilliant film. I, th I think um, <clears throat> it was quite groundbreaking at the time when it came out because the two, uh, the two women are, are like, gay. Um, I don't think it passes the Beckdale test, though. Mm, what's that? Uh, is it? Um, it's when two women are in a film, and they talk about something that isn't anything to do with a man. The Betch mm -mm. is it Betchdale? I'm sure it's a Betchdale test. Google okay. it. Go on, okay. Google it and have a look. Okay. Um, the interesting thing for me with with the Wachowski sisters is when you look at their um. They, they're not prolific filmmakers. No. One thing I, I did see today that I didn't know before was that um, they wrote, uh, they write comics, graphic novels, I call yep. them comics. Yeah. And they wrote um, Hellraiser and Nightbreed comics for Clive Barker. 
Oh, really? Which really, I was like, I didn't know that because they, they're big gamers as well, aren't they? They have a lot yes. to do with different games. Yeah. Uh, too. But when you when you look at their um, the films that not only directed but wrote, because their first film was Assassins, the film with um, Sylvester Stallone, Stallone. And, um, but they wrote yeah. that they could yeah. they weren't allowed to make it themselves. So that's like a bit of a a willy fest, isn't it? It's a big macho, you know, but kind of a weird film as well because they're like the two main characters are after Sharon Stone in it as well, aren't they? It's a long time since I've seen it. And because uh, Sly's in it, I tend to avoid it, you see, because uh, <laughs> I just sort of switch it. So Dave's like, Rambo's on you. What? Who? Rambo? It's um, the one with uh, Sharon Stone is um, Dave's going to fucking kill us when he hears this. Yeah, um, assassins. It, it's, no, it's not assassin. She's in the other Stallone movie with James Woods. Um, oh, is that it? But yeah, I think. Oh. Do you know? What? I'm gonna have to have a look. It's Juliet, not Juliet. Oh. Who's in Magnolia, which we're going to talk about next? Oh fuck. Yeah, Ginger. Yes. Oh fucking hell. Jul- <laughs> oh my god. Even oh, Antonio Banderas. Yes. Um, where am I? Yeah, he is a picturea. Uh, Julianne Moore. That's oh her. right, you're right. Yeah, see, just, see. So I'm totally talking about the wrong film. So I should just shut up. But anyway, they wrote Assassin. It's a specialist. The specialist. There. That's you're... it. I just popped in my head then. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, Dave. Please forgive me for getting a slight. Oh my god, he's going to beat me. He's going <laughs> to pull my pants down and spank my bottom. Yeah, because uh, Richard Donner directed Assassins. Um. But then they made Bound and they actually got the gig for that so they could direct it. Then they did The Matrix, The Matrix, The Matrix. Mm -hmm. Then they wrote the screenplay for V for Vendetta, which is an amazing film, isn't it? Yeah, I really like that, yeah. Um, Have you seen Cloud Atlas? I haven't. That's Tom Hanks, isn't it? Yeah. um, Yeah. Is Halle Berry in that one? Yeah. And uh, Hugh Yeah, Hugh Grant. Now, a lot of people, when this came out, it had terrible reviews really shit reviews and it's a book that i read because i i'm a big reader i read about half of it and i think i lent it to somebody and they never gave it me back so i never finished it and dave was um doing something with work i think he was away for the night when he was on one of his visits and uh, i ended up watching it because it's either on amazon or netflix and you know what it was really good it was a really good film. Yeah. So the other film that they did was Jupiter Ascending. Now, mm-hmm. I saw this in an unconventional way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. on Netflix. <laughs> so I've seen that. Um, the other thing they make is Sensate. For I've ne- heard about that. Netflix. Yeah, so I've, ne- I've never seen that. Um, yeah. But if you look at all these these films that I've just mentioned, maybe not. I can't comment really on Assassins because I actually can't remember it. Yeah. Uh, it's all got. Well, they've got one really big thing in common is they've all got a really strong female lead. Yeah. And Bound has two. So do you think they would be the same filmmakers if they weren't transitional? Oh, gosh. 
I'm not sure. I don't know. I mean, they are very kind of, I mean, like particularly the Matrix, lots of action and, mm. uh, you know, kind of, I say macho, not really macho, but, you know, well, action, science, look at, science look fiction. Look at it this way, right? Now, do you know many women like me who like films? Mm, not like you, I don't think, no. no. But I do, don't I? You do, yeah. And it's genuine. And I don't very, I think I, it's very few films I've ever watched that I've been offended by. I can only think of one film that I've ever refused to watch and will never watch. Because mm. um, I will watch anything. You know, I'm very open minded. And I do love, you know, all sorts of films as well. So women, you know, I'm not the only woman who's capable of liking you know, like Shotgun and Rambo, and I do like Rambo, and, you know, not be into all the sloppy, you know. So seeing that these these men who are now women, who, who are big Hollywood directors, they've had a bit of a shortcut, really. Uh, and that that's not a criticism of them because you know I'm re I think it's brilliant that I mean you can see interviews with them before they transitioned and they both like they hardly talk and now yeah. they don't shut up because they're like really happy you <laughs> yeah. know you can see it on Lana on Lana's face she's like hello I'm a woman now and I'm me <laughs> you know and I'm really happy and I can talk and everything but I I don't know I I. I you name me some female directors. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But there's oh. only one that you can. I bet there's only one that you can think of. Well, Penny I, Marshall springs to mind. Yeah, uh, it was Penny Marshall. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, Catherine Bigelow. Yeah. Um, I think most people would go. Name me a female director, and they go, "Oh, Catherine Bigelow." And that that would be it because there aren't many female directors. Yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah. So they they've had a bit of a leg up by being men, but now they're women. <laughs> okay. Don't you that you know, this isn't a feminist rant for me, but my, <laughs> my point is is yeah. that you can sort of see how feminine they've always been through their film output. Mm. You know, because even the Matrix, you know, there's um Carrie thingy's characters yeah. like a really strong character but it's also like a christ story isn't it and they have that spirituality going through their scripts as well yeah that yeah am i just talking a load of bollocks i'm not <laughs> drunk you know all i've had is a cup of tea uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was in the tea though was, what's tea the... literally oh. tea it's earl grey <laughs> I say you you do like your funny teas though, don't I you? I do like funny tea. I do, <laughs> but but I do find their careers really interesting. I'd be really interested to see what their next film will be because now they're both women. Will Hollywood go whoop women? Yeah. Or will they go whoop? Cloud Atlas was a bit of a bomb. Yeah, it is a good film though. It's worth a watch. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing, isn't it? it? Is it kind of... I mean, I haven't seen Sense8, so I can't comment. No, I, I I've seen not seen it. Jupiter Ascending um, or Cloud Atlas or Speed Racer. So it's kind <gasps> of like... I forgot about Speed Racer. Oh, my God, it's so awful. 
I've, yeah, I mean that that was the well, that was the first sort of like nail in their coffin, I think, yeah. when that came out because that yeah. was a big flop, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's it, a, it's really boring, yeah. but bright from what I remember. Uh, yeah, I've heard it. It's colourful, but yeah. it just it, so it's. I think I. Well, you could argue that with the Matrix uh, Revolutions, the third one, you know, just kind of really. You start to think, see that you know, you think, you know, oh God, are these the geniuses that we've been led to believe? You mm. know that they are kind yeah. of thing. So, I don't know. Um, I, I, I do think it's an interesting question, though, to see what they do next, mm. because, like you said, will they their career sort of be harmed because a they're, they're women and b because people think that they they're just weirdos. I don't, mm. I don't. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I don't think it's you know the weirdo thing. I think that that. Even though they made the Matrix, I think a lot of backers, you know, money men will go, yeah, but they're women. Women can't make action films. Well, Catherine Bigelow can. Mm -hmm. And they did make the Matrix, yeah, but that was when they were men. <laughs> yes, that was. I think that, that will always be yeah. like, held against them in some ways. Yeah. 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 So Because if you look at IMDb, um, normally it sort of says, you know, what they've got coming up. And both of them, it's sensate. Mm -hmm. uh, and there's no, like, you know, that nothing mentioned that they're actually making anything besides that. So so I hope that, I hope they make another film together. Mm. In fact, in some ways, I hope they kind of go back to something like this, you yeah, know, just, just yeah. to, uh, you know, scale it all back, you know, yeah. rather than having a big blockbuster, then yeah. make something like this. I mean, so... Um, to answer the question from uh, Gubbins on Twitter, um, who's a big fan of the show, um, in terms of what, how did The Matrix come of this? I mean, Bill Pope is the cinematographer. There was an editor. Uh, Don Davis did the music for this as well. So there's, there's lots of connections between this and The Matrix. Mm. Of, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that I, I saw in the film. So, so, so many great shots. I mean, you know, there's a bit where you see she's making a phone call and the way that the camera follows the wire as it goes, you know, even mm. doing like a little loop the loop kind of thing, which I thought was fantastic. Um, there's a very there's a close up of in, a shot inside the barrel of a gun as it comes out. The overhead shots, uh, are, you know, fantastic. There's a shot behind glass where you see multiple images of, of Joey. Um, just the, the way the camera moves when he shoots the, the main mobster and um there's a, I think maybe this is what they were talking about with the slapstick. Although I didn't see it was a slapstick. Mm. There's a bit where Johnny gets shot and he goes, he goes, don't shoot or something like that. But then sort of shortly after that, uh, Joey picks up a ticket and there's like bullet holes where his eyes are yeah. and he's like, he's, which yeah. is a cool yeah. thing. I, th I didn't yeah. think it was funny particularly. I thought it was a little bit quirky, but you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's a bit where. Um, Gershon and Tilly are sort of like touching the wall, putting their hand up against the wall, mm. and the way the camera swoops over it, you know, and you see mm. you're looking down at them as they're both kind of like almost like you know, kind of holding hands. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's not much color in the film anyway, but what do you think seeing it in black and white would have made much difference, or you know? It, would that now, now we're in a Sin City kind of post well, what, Sin City one world? One thing I, I, I did notice, and probably because I'm a woman, I noticed this is when Corky is put in the wardrobe, it's Violet's wardrobe, and all the clothes that are hanging up in Violet's wardrobe 
in that wardrobe are grey. And if you think about what you see Violet wear, she wears mm. a black dress, a black top, black jeans, a black dress, and then a red velvet dress. And then she wears a black dress, a black dress with a black leather jacket. So mm -hmm. the, the only colour in Violet are her lips and nails. The wet nails, <laughs> the moist lips, and that beautiful red velvet dress. So really, they, this film actually could have been black and white, except for when she's got her red velvet dress on. Mm. I didn't even notice colour in it, to be honest. Mm. I mean, and there is very garish pink wallpaper in the other apartment that Corky is working on. Mm. Very feminine wallpaper with big flowers on. Yeah. But it yeah. but it's not a colourful film. It no, already not at all. is black and white, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it must be intentional. Yeah, I think like you said, it kind of you know, harkens back to those noir films. Um mm. So, but no, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, for a, a debut film, I think it's pretty astonishing. Oh, really. yeah, it's amazing. Um, and stands the test of time as well, because, you you know, we both just watched it again. And I would give it a nine out of ten, hands down. Yeah, again. yeah. yeah. Cracking film. Absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah. Um, so... I'd imagine that, well, say a lot of people haven't seen it, but some people may not have seen it because they wouldn't think it would, was their thing, you know, or, you know, it's it's a sexual film. There's some sex in it, but I don't think it's all about that. Um, it's but more it's about a, it's... moistness, isn't it? <laughs> it's just about wet. <laughs> it is. Well, basically, the, their relationship is they like they like sex and they'll say, God, that was a good shag. Because mm. re in real life... Women do talk to each other like that. We do say, God, I shagged my husband last night. It was amazing. I would say, oh, God, I had to have a shag last night. Only lasted two minutes. You know, that we really do talk like that. We don't even have to be drinking gin because we think it's, like, funny. <laughs> I've been out with women and that is exactly right. They do yeah. talk like that. Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. So, Nothing wrong with it. <laughs> um, we did have a little bit of feedback. I did put out a question on Twitter, um, and this is from Jerry uh, at. Uh, oh my it, God! What did I can't imagine what Jerry said. <laughs> I think he started watching it just before we started recording. How the hell did he type with two guns in his hands? <laughs> <laughs> he got about eight minutes into the film and right. it lost him. And he said, even with one hot chick and one average chick in the movie banging each other, the atrocious acting renders oh this God. unwatchable. Jerry, your taste in films is fucking awful. Please do not comment on films anymore. Thank you. <laughs> The end. But thank you for your comments. It's, um, yeah, just don't bother, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, uh, oh, where is he? Old, um, old, it, um, he's going to be offended, whoever he is. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Friedrich. Is it Friedrich from Frederick? Uh, Frederick. My little Swedish dumpling. Frederick. Uh, I, he, have you seen? Have you seen a picture of Frederick? No, because he's got um, what's he's called the Jesus dude from um, oh that Kevin Smith film. Yeah, uh, uh, Fre Buddy Christ. He's Buddy got a very very beautiful wife, but Frederick is always oh, handsome. Oh, he's got the sideburns. Hasn't oh, he? he's he's a good looking fella. Frederick he's always smoking is. a cigar as well, usually. Yeah. Oh yeah. 
Frederick. But uh, he just commented, haven't seen this one in ages, but I remember it being hot. Yeah. Uh, and he puts, uh, always liked Gina Gershon. So there yeah. you go. Yeah. So definitely a thumbs up for me um, and a thumbs up for you. No, so. Well, if you, if you want to put your thumb up me, Corky, <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> but put your other finger in my mouth so I can suck your fingers. Oh, my God. Oh, um, I'm a bit wet down there now. <laughs> Would you, like to, would you like to touch it? Go on, Ooh. give me your hand. <laughs> Ram it up there. Oh, sorry, that was me then. <laughs> um, so, so. We've, we've finally got the movie show done. Hooray! Hooray! No, um, At least we didn't we... cry during this one like we oh. did. Oh, uh-huh. my God, but are you going to tell them what we're going to do next? Oh, I- think yes i'm well, gonna I... have to do a warning about and tell them they need to take towels they need tissues and a drink and they need to sit and and prepare to like cry even more I, i'm i'm thinking now that the, the how the hell are we going to do this film because it's just it's sprawling isn't it and i'm mm. just thinking oh i'm having a headache now thinking oh god what the hell um but anyway We've already decided the film that we're going to do next. It is on, I think you said it was on Amazon, didn't you? Amazon yeah, it's, Pro- on, it's on Amazon the 28th of February. Okay, so, I mean, I would like to do that. Sort of pick films that are on either on yeah. Amazon or Netflix so people can at least watch them. Um, but it, we are going to be going back to, was this 99, was it? Or was it later on after God, that? God, I couldn't tell you. But we're going to t- talk about um, Paul thomas anderson's magnificent magnolia yeah. um and we're gonna cry lots <laughs> <laughs> probably are you gonna sing uh one is the loneliest number that, no no that's yeah. probably what she's gonna get yeah it was from 1999 see i told you 99 okay. was a good good year for films um so yeah we're gonna be t- doing uh, magnolia and see what happens but we, i'd like to do these at least once a month so uh it'd be nice to sort of like do this like the, the, the movie show in the middle of the month and then the entertainment show at the end of the month so we can always put out at least two shows which well we do more than that you know yes I mean? boss there you go <laughs> so um that, that i think that leads me to say please check out 60 minutes with uk always amazing stuff on the website isn't there tina absolutely friggin' amazing shit on that website yeah it's Brilliant. all very moist i love it <laughs> you love moistness we do there's the latest thing to go up is um a, an interview with um that dave did Oh, but he didn't tell you about this. Uh, the lead guitarist and founder of the band Thunder Mother. And there's a picture of her. Oh, she looks very moist as well, She's I have to say. very moist. Mm. I haven't listened as, yet. As he was interviewing her, I was doing what? Uh... Oh, never mind. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, yes, I was going to say. I was. Oh, ha- <laughs> In fact, my finger's still stuck. <laughs> I hope she's got. A sexy voice is all I can. Well, uh, she wanna... talks like that. Does she? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if she did. Well, I'll find out soon enough. I'll listen to it uh, mm. next week. So, yeah. anyway, um, but yeah, you're at Spanky Spangler on mm. Twitter. Yeah, I am. We're at, yeah, sixty minutes with um, on Twitter. And I'm at Dastardly Jabby, and I think that's that's it. So, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Say, goodbye. Say goodbye. Go go and watch. Goodbye. Uh, 
Go and watch Bound. Go and watch Bound. Sit on a towel. Don't listen to Jerry. Don't listen to Jerry because he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yeah. He doesn't. Uh... <laughs> Actually, when we're off air, i got something to tell you about Jerry. Oh. <laughs> I bet he'll be wondering, what the hell is that? Uh, so. He knows. He knows, huh? but it's a secret. Okay. It's okay. a secret. Right Ooh. then. Thank you for listening and we'll Thank see you, you next time. Yes. And um, take care, everyone. Bye. Can you hear this? I can. It's, <laughs> it's not really. Because I haven't got any on and I'm not joking. Ooh. <laughs> well, neither have I, to be fair. I've got my pyjamas on. But, yes, uh... that's what I did when, when Dave went was fiddling. I thought, oh, I'll just go and put my calf down on, which is okay. like what I put on after I've been swimming. Okay. Just let my boobs go free. Mm. Don't yes. you dare put this at the end of the podcast, David. About Leashed. my boobs. Leash the beast. The beasts. <laughs> the beast. I've only got one. The beast. <laughs> <laughs>